Okay. So now we're moving forward again. Continuing the six-year journey of mine and my Tenchi's relationship. I'll be covering up to year two this time. And I'm sure you'll be just as surprised as I was that it ever went further than that. Anyways, September 6th, 2012. Turned the worst year of my life at the time into a rather enjoyable affair. Tenchi was so amazing to me. I had lunch made for me every day. (laughs) We had sex quite often. I had gas money if I ever needed it. The only condition was that since she gave me the gas money, I had to come see her. I confided in her every shadow in my mind. She did the same with me. I do remember though, about three days after we were together, I did try to call it off. I was worried that we were both rebounding with each other. I really didn't want that to be the case. I'm not sure about her, but I know now that I was definitely rebounding. Being around her masked and buried all of my pain. Upon talking to her about it, however, she got incredibly upset. Enough that I dropped it and pushed it out of my head. Fast forward from here. Maybe about three months. During this time, she was forced to remain living with her ex-husband. I was respectful enough to not come around while he was home. We did start spending a lot of time together super late at night. Honestly, I have no idea how she functioned. <laughs> she barely ever got any sleep. A few times, though, she had spent the night with me. I know, I think at least twice she stayed with me at my brother's house, which is where I had been living since me and Tiff broke up. 
I believe we stayed out at my mother's house once. At the very least, she went out there with me for a while when no one else was there. I gave her her first kiss in the rain. Don't laugh. Cheesy romantic work sometimes. <laughs> Liam's obsession with Ryan began during this time as well. That boy's favorite person in the entire planet was Ryan. More than his own parents. <laughs> Ash had started making plans with one of our friends at the time to move in together. Originally, I wasn't going to live with her right away. She and our friend were supposed to live together. While I either stayed with my brother or found a place of my own. Well, that decision ended up getting made for me. My sister-in-law got pregnant, so I now had a timetable to move out. Nevertheless, things were progressing smoothly enough for a while. Until our friend decided to back out at the last minute. She decided to move into her boyfriend's house leaving Ash with no options. My time to move from my brother's was fast approaching as well. My nephew now sleeps in the room I used to be in, so they needed to get it together and get it decorated and ready for him when he got there. Realizing there was no way to make it work, living apart, we agreed to move in together. Tenchi was really hurt by her friend's decision. A little bit of her faith and trust in people died with that incident. Her desire and ability to trust other people to help with her hardships dwindled. I was eager to show her she could rely on me. Fast forward again. Five months, give or take. No major events happened in the meantime that I can remember anyway. I suppose our deal about Valentine's Day happened. <laughs> I was to give her one more rose every Valentine's Day until forever. So basically, one for the first year, two for the second, 80 for the 80th, and so on. It was a very cute idea. And I liked it a lot. 
We also had our first real problem with each other. Correction. She had her first problem with me and my mother. She had found a house for the three of us. Um, her, myself, and Liam. Not my mother. Anyway, she found the house from a family friend, but my mother hated it. She didn't want us to move in. She didn't want me to live there. She didn't want me to bring Ryan over there for a visit. I allowed her to talk me out of it. So I basically told Ash we wouldn't move there. It didn't go over all that well, but it was far less confrontational than I was expecting. I guess I was still bracing for a big fight like it would have been with Dev. We instead had found a two-bedroom apartment that was within our price range. It was also within walking distance of where Tim she worked. She doesn't drive, so that was pretty helpful. While I was naive enough to believe that she was okay with it, in truth, she was devastated. I believe to this day, she still doesn't talk to the lady who was going to rent us the house. Two friends lost in a matter of months. Still, though, we moved into the apartment on... Well, I don't know the actual day. May 2013. Things were amazing for a while. She is an amazing cook. I hate the best food of my life. I got to sleep next to a girl who actually liked me, loved me, was in love with me. I had forgotten what all three of those felt like. Liam and I's relationship got better. But it kind of peaked very early on. One very large problem I let fester in my heart was how jealous I was at Ash and Liam. I missed Ryan. It cut through me deep and violently. It was a constant pain I never fully learned how to cope with.
seeing Ryan helped, but only temporarily. I only ever wanted a family. Having to take Ryan home away from me was a reminder every time that I failed to give him what I promised he would always have. The very first time I ever held him, I promised him I would always be there, no matter what it took. I began to purposely not see him as often. The ache in my chest at his absence was torture, for sure. But it was child's play compared to dropping him off and leaving him. All of those feelings manifested into jealousy at Ash. She had Liam at all times. And I loved Liam. But he wasn't Ryan. It was not fair to either one of them. But that was how I felt at the time. I didn't talk to Ash about it. That was the beginning of a very fatal mistake I would continue to make for the rest of our relationship. I thought she would be upset upon hearing it, so I just kept it to myself. I did not include her in my problem. Fast forward again. September 10th. Four days after our one year anniversary. I was fired and arrested from GameStop. The clever manipulation of their system I had been exploiting for months finally caught up to me. What I had been doing was labeled as theft, and to be fair, it did cause GameStop to suffer loss to their inventory and profits. But I never flat out pocketed cash or products. Semantics, I know. I'm only explaining what I did. I am not trying to defend what I did. I would bribe customers to make pre-orders with me by taking their trade-ins as returns so they would get more money. In return, they would put $5 towards a pre-order to help pad my numbers. 
the better your numbers were, the more likely you were to get hours, the more likely you were to get promotion. On average, GameStop lost $15 per transaction. And I did it over the course of months. Upon getting caught and charged, I was also charged with everything that had been missing or wrong or iffy from two other GameStops that I had worked at as well. I guess they had found a scapegoat. I don't think I ever told my Tenji. But the incident that got me caught was returning my own used games as new games to pocket the money and pay for our anniversary dinner. I did it while I was working with a fellow associate instead of being alone like I usually was when I did sketchy things. They noticed it was iffy and they talked to the manager. He investigated. And yeah, I was arrested for and charged with felony theft. Fast forward again. Six weeks. I had moved on from the felony incident. Or so I thought. I hadn't heard anything more about it from the police or from the courts. And I was just letting it die in my mind. Thinking about it caused me anxiety and panic. But I didn't know that's what it was at the time. I still hadn't been diagnosed yet. Tenchi and I began arguing and fighting over nothing. Looking back, I know it was my fault. While my con my conscious thoughts about the felony had died, it permanently affected my demeanor. She deserved someone who didn't have such a hideous mark on their past. She deserved someone who didn't need to steal to pay for an anniversary dinner. I was still dealing with the pain of not having Ryan and the jealousy towards my girlfriend and her son. It was a perfect cocktail for the beginning of worse problems to come. I started to become paranoid and jealous. She deserved someone better than me. 
but I didn't want to let her go though. So I lashed out at her for male friends she had on Facebook. Male coworkers. Even a male friend she had for years who was probably gay. It didn't matter. In my mind, I had started to see similarities between the end of Tiffany and I's relationship and how Tenshi and I's relationship was going. I didn't analyze it far enough to understand why it was happening. I didn't understand that I was causing it. I didn't think to talk to Ash about it. I didn't include her in my problem. I just knew we were having problems. I panicked. After GameStop, I had gotten a job with Domino's as a delivery driver. Surprisingly enough, it's kind of a decent job. I actually made a fair amount of money. However, it is and always will be the worst job I ever had. And I hate it with every fiber of my soul. I met a girl there. Her name was Brandy. When I met her, I noticed very early on that she wore a mask over her feelings as well. She had problems at home too. And I had a white knight complex that I could not control. A very familiar situation began to play out. There are some differences, but they're very similar. The biggest difference was I was not single. I began to talk with her about her problems at home. In turn, she started to talk to me about mine. we began finding solace in each other's company. The entire situation began in the middle of January 2014. I did not talk to my Tenshi about it. didn't include her 
again. I only had good intentions at the beginning. But the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Ash and I were still fighting. She had no idea what was going on. At the time, I had no idea what was going on either. All I knew was that I started to enjoy work more than home. Brandy more than Ash. Two and a half months later, on fucking April Fool's Day, of all days, I finally talked to Ash about it. She was in disbelief. Begged for me to say it was just a shitty, terrible April Fool's Day joke. It wasn't, of course. I told her everything. Now I was feeling with her. Now I felt with Brandy. How long it had been going on. Not, not all at once. But it didn't take long for everything to start coming out. We fought. She cried. I had made up my mind. So I thought. To end it with Ash. And be with Brandy. Ash. Something stopped me every time. I should have. At that point, she absolutely deserved someone better than me. I should have had the decency to end it with her. But I couldn't. Cowardice, maybe. I knew Ash was borderline obsessed with me. Brandy was an unknown. I stayed with Ash. I promised it was over with Brandy. But it wasn't. kept spending longer with Brandy than I should have. I kept fighting with Ash. I kept telling Ash that she had to forgive me and trust me. I kept breaking that trust within the first day. 
got angry at Ash for not trusting me. Kissed Brandy. Got angry at Ash for going through my phone. Had a second Facebook account just to talk to Brandy. Was finally given an ultimatum. Got angry at Ash for seeking solace with one of her male friends. I didn't let Brandy, but I sure as shit didn't stop her when she reached up the pant leg of my gym shorts and grabbed my penis. I never slept with her. If that's any fucking consolation. It was talked about. Hell, it was planned twice. I backed out. After all the cheating I had already done, I can't tell you what actually stopped me. The situation continued for months. Once, Ash told me that she wanted to keep me bad enough that she would basically share me with Brandy. The girl was borderline obsessed with me (laughs) and fully committed mind, body, and soul to being with me. The next day, she panicked and said she couldn't do it. She apologized to me for it. I felt miserable. And I still didn't call it off. was a night Ash came home from work and Brandy was there sitting on my lap on the couch how Ash didn't attack me or Brandy at the time is mind-boggling I do believe that was the night that she hit me in the chest, however. I definitely deserved that. And far more. I was given an ultimatum. 
stop it with brandy or lose my ten shape. I didn't listen. Not yet. A few days later, Ash wanted to see my phone. I refused. As I knew I had text in there between Brandy and myself. Ash confronted me about it and blocked me in the bathroom. I pushed past her, and in doing so, I pushed her into the wall. First instance of me causing her physical harm. She did end up seeing my phone. Once she had read it, she threw my phone under the dresser, shattering the screen, and broke up with me. Told me to go to her since she's all I wanted. And I left. Had every intention to do what Ash said. But I never made it to Brandy. Stopped in a gas station parking lot for over an hour. Cried. I cussed. I yelled. I bit the inside of my mouth and I dug my nails into my arms. And I resolved to make it right between me and Ash, no matter how hard it was, no matter what it took. I went back home. tried to take her to work and she refused I walked quote unquote with her to work she didn't speak to me I went back home and I waited for her to get off work I drove up there but she didn't want to get in Again, I walked with her, and then I walked back to the hotel and drove my car back. Had every intention of sleeping in my car that night. Ash showed me mercy that I didn't deserve. She let me come inside. We were broke up for a day. She agreed to let me attempt to win her back. 
and I seriously tried. I did not immediately stop talking to Brandy. I never really saw her again. I never went to her. When we did talk, it was so much drastically different than how it was beforehand. I was scared that if I just stopped talking to her flat out, she would tell Ash everything that I hadn't yet. When she had grabbed me, how often we saw each other or kissed, the ways I talked to her or some of the things I called to her. I didn't want Ash to know. In the end, however, I stopped talking to Brandy completely. My choice had been made. The seemingly impossible path towards winning Ash back was my choice. And Brandy snapped. Did exactly what I didn't want her to do. Sent Ash screenshot after screenshot of our conversations. Delivered on every nightmare that I dreaded. (laughs) She even made it worse in some ways. Claimed we did sleep together. Said we had discussed having children and had come up with names. A few lies mixed in with overwhelming evidence that painted me in such a light that it didn't matter if they were lies or not. My Tenshi could no longer trust me. And more or less, she never did again for the rest of our relationship. I don't know how we survived it after Brandy did that. It was hell. For weeks and months and years, we talked about it, and she cried, and she got angry, and I always stayed as calm as I could. My decision had been made. Brandy sent those on August 1st. I told Ash on April 1st. 
So Ash knew about all of this for four months. And it lasted six and a half months total. There's more that happens during the half year of hell. Fighting with her friends who were completely right to attack me. Don't get me wrong. But I attacked back because they weren't around when her ex-husband was the one hurting her. My mom was irate with me for treating Ash the way I did. Brandy's ex-boyfriend had been stalking and harassing and threatening myself and Ash. Even Liam, by extension. I lost my job at Domino's and started at a company called National Rentone. The incident was finally over. But the consequences never will be. Anytime we talked about it for the next four years, it was just referred to as Brandy, or the Brandy incident, or the six months of hell. We survived. Somehow. Some fucking how she didn't kill me or herself. Two recordings. Two years in. I'd like to say it gets better. But it doesn't. Not yet. I won't ask you to not judge me harshly. I won't make excuses or blame anyone else. I won't ask for forgiveness or understanding. It would be meaningless. The person I was during these first two years, he's dead. He died over the course of the past year. Curse him. Hate him. Think Think as little of him as you can. he did of himself until the end he never forgave himself for what he did (laughs) 
I'll cover another two years next time. Until then, thanks for listening. I'll see you soon.